Welcome to Meaningful Desire. This will be a first of a series where I'd be taking you with me on a journey as I read through the book called An Imminent Metaphysics by Forrest Landry. How this would go is I would actually read the entire book, paragraph by paragraph, and after each paragraph, I would pause, reflect, and comment on what I think about that paragraph or what I've experienced in relation to that. So this will be my second reading of the book. So I've read the book once. But after reading it once, I feel that it's something that I would really want to go deep into. And this is my way of doing that. And I'm taking you along with me. Enjoy the ride. An Imminent Metaphysics by Forrest Landry Introduction This book contains a summary of those concepts believed to be maximum of maximum value in understanding key areas at the foundations of metaphysics. Rather than attempting to be a final work on the subject, the intent is to provide potent seed ideas for further reflection and development. Concepts presented herein are best treated as points of departure for these deeper considerations on the part of the reader. Awesome! Now I invite you to press pause so that you may reflect on what I've just read. And then after you've had your moment of reflection, you can press play and to hear my reflection. Yay! So, uh, with paragraph one, I really like what Landry, Forrest Landry says about that this is not meant to be the final work on the subject where he says that the intent is to provide potent seed ideas for further reflection and development. So in a way, what I'm doing in this uh, series is that I'm uh, reflecting on what is written and hopefully I could develop it further using my own particular set of eyes on the text and he says that the concepts are treated as points of departure for deeper considerations on the part of the reader. So in a way, he's, I'm responding to his invitation to do this. And I also would like to comment that um, this is quite refreshing. So I'm recording this at the time when the world is grappling with the Wuhan virus. COVID-19 and because it's a bit of a chaotic time there's a lot of people I see I perceive that are peddling uncertainties they're saying I know that this is a this is a conspiracy or uh, on the other side they will say that all oh, these people who believe in consp- you know they want they want to assert that they know what's happening and they are sure that they are certain. But uh, I feel that 
in a way as many people in the communities I follow are saying, maybe now is the time for us to be more comfortable with the uncertainty. We've relied or we've focused too much on the known. Maybe these times are reminding us to be at ease, find a way to thrive, to live in the unknown. And lastly, I want to say that a reason that I chose to do this book first is that I've done a few university degrees, both in the Philippines and here in Australia. I also went an exchange in Delft. So I have five university degrees and I've done a lot of informal studies as well. So self-study of programming and doing all this podcast technicalities. And I've, I've been reading lately a lot about physics and basic science. And what I'm finding is that there are like limits to these things. So, and because they're like self, they're like within a construct of this thing. So it's a construct of, of uh, quantum physics. There's a construct of Newtonian or Einsteinian physics. So within that, it makes sense. But I feel it's not, it's not fully getting into to the reality or the the thing in itself or or the deeper the deeper things and my hope is i in as this podcast says i'm using desire as my compass in my search for meaning and my desire has led me to explore metaphysics. If I can't find the answer in physics, maybe the meaning, not the answer, but the meaning I'm seeking will be found in metaphysics. So hence, this series that I'm doing. And moving on to the next paragraph. Paragraph 2. It is inherent in the nature of effective metaphysical consideration to emphasize clarity, precision, and essence. A discipline of clarity and exacting precision is necessary to reveal and avoid the traps of hidden assumptions and implicit expectations. This discipline is best facilitated by direct positive statement with a careful, dispassionate, and sensitive attention to the complete meaning and connotation of each word used. Paragraph three. Therefore, to provide the greatest possible value, a large portion of this book has been formatted as a series of related aphorisms or statements of principle. Although this is not the usual prose form of philosophical literature, it has the significant advantage of ensuring clear access to essential concepts and ideas. 
Individual aphorisms contain only as much text as is needed to gracefully outline those notions which are of maximum significance and importance. Awesome. Now I invite you to pre press pause so that you may reflect on what I've just read. And then after you've had your moment of reflection, you can press play and to hear my reflection. Yay! So what stood up for me in paragraphs two and three is that uh, when Landry says that we need clarity and exacting precision to reveal hidden assumptions and avoid the trap of hidden assumptions and implicit expectations. Yeah, I myself uh, had to learn this the hard way and up to now, each time I really have to slow down and really be careful that there are no hidden assumptions whenever I try to say something or argue for or against something. You know, when, when you watch those, um, when you watch those legal law, law TV shows where, and then the, the, the barrister or the, the attorney, if you're watching US shows, is asking the witness. And sometimes they're caught by leading the witness. So the question itself is leading to a particular um, path that the advocate wants wants to reach. So, so I admire Forrest Landry in, in trying to avoid that by using principles. You know, in, in a way, when I first read this book, I thought this is quite mathematical. This could be, it's quite dry, you know? <laughs> but I appreciate, after having finished it, I, I appreciate the approach because I got a download of the key principles, which are quite timeless. And, and the way he invites people then is like me to read the principles and then layer on particular examples that are historical or that are specific to points in time. Because if, for example, if, if he wrote the way pre, the way most philosophical prose texts are written, that is quite quite bound to the particularities of the time that the philosopher lived in it may become problematic in the future because let's say if some philosopher in the past wrote more in a paternalistic or more what you would call ethnocentric way or in a way that does not acknowledge that there are many different kinds of civilizations, if it's just within a particular civilization, it can be, which is what's happening now, a lot of postmodernism methods are attacking the way that these people wrote in the past 
because at that time they were writing for a particular culture. It wasn't that global before. So, so by Landry avoiding that, I think this text will, I feel that this text will, can stand the test of time because the principles could be reiterated and applied within different contexts, within different historicities and things like that. Yeah, so reading this book also made me realize that that's why a lot of the sages in the past spoke in some kind of riddles or stories. Or to be more precise, these are the, the way, the teachings of, let's say, Jesus, Buddha, and people like that were passed on was in terms of stories and aphorisms. It's because that's the way, I think it's because that's the way these things can travel through time. Because if, if they were written in very time-bound things, then we, we would struggle to, to, get, to get the essence, to, to, to see how they would be relevant to our particular time now. Yeah, and I did read something about The Simpsons because a lot of the jokes with The Simpsons, at least at the time when I was watching, was very, the references were very specific to that particular era that someone watching in the future may not get it. What's so funny about it without researching the particularities of, of the jibes they're, they're aiming at, their jokes at. Yeah, so... So this is just the beginning, but uh, you will see as we go along this journey that, that there is really value in this approach. Uh, at least it's what I found, and I hope you find that too. If not, then we could have a discussion if you don't see that value that I see in this approach. So this concludes this part of my reading of An Imminent Metaphysics by Forrest Landry. And I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>